everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Determination, Deliberation, and Dragons. I'm Peter, and I'm happy to have Andy back with us. Hello, it's me. <laughs> the guy who was on previously and rambled for a solid hour. I apologize, <laughs> listeners. Um, but yeah, today, so we're going to talk about our ranking of Star Wars movies in two TV shows. So one of the fun things about knowing Andy at college is we both would debate Star Wars a lot. We have very different views on what Star Wars is good and what Star Wars isn't. But it, it was always fun to just like talk about that. And we thought it would be enjoyable to present our Star Wars rankings list to you. So I'll enjoy it at least, and probably Peter will also. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there fun. will be some listeners out there who... <laughs> I don't know. This is an episode my mom might skip. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's going to be fun. And so we're, you know, obviously, like, whatever Star Wars movies you enjoy, like, all power to you. And our goal isn't to, like, make you feel bad about any of these. We're just going to go through it and have some fun and not overanalyze them at this point because we have 13 things on our list so we're we don't have the time to analyze everything anyway we'll be going through so the main nine star wars movies as well as rogue one and solo and then we're also going to talk about the clone wars animated tv show and rebels which is another animated tv show so there's obviously like more star wars out there but you can't put everything on on the list also, Peter has not seen The Mandalorian or The Book of Boba, so like, uh, I would I would have put The Mandalorian on here as a fourteenth, but it's wouldn't that would have been a one sided ranking? Yeah, I mean, I've seen I know like everything that happens in both of those, and I've seen like most of the clips on YouTube, but I haven't seen it like you know just sitting down and watching like all the episodes like fully. So, right. yeah. But with that said, so we're gonna start off. We're each gonna just talk about our least favorites and work our way up and i'm really curious to see what what andy's list is like i think there's one that we might agree on but i'm reasonably confident and then the rest i'm pretty sure we won't it's gonna be it's gonna be fun anyway <laughs> we're not in the same physical space so it can't devolve into fisticuffs exactly that's why we're doing this now <laughs> <laughs> okay so first, we're going to do our least favorite. So like number 13. Andy, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, for number 13, I picked Rise of Skywalker as my least favorite all-time Star Wars movie. Um, I have met, I have talked to exactly one person who enjoyed this movie. Um, and that person had interesting choices. Um, and I have a variety of reasons why I did not like this movie. But I think, and probably the pettiest but at the same time the one that made me the angriest is when they get a special knife which when they stand at one spot in the desert allows them to locate a spot on the the wreck of the death star um to locate a a, a holocron to go find palpatine and i just i i watched it and i was like okay, listen, I realize that this is just a quest item that they need to get to go to a place, but at the same time, that is the most contrived thing I have ever seen in any movie ever or read in a book. Like, 
seriously hey and it's like it's not even like a, a compass or something like that that might make sense or like a no it is a knife that also doubles as a locate as a method of physical location very silly and that's like obviously that's petty that's one part of the movie and that doesn't but that's sort of uh, it also it drops a lot of the themes that i enjoyed from last jedi spoiler for where that might be on the list um uh, and like uh, and, and it treats its characters very casually. It came out in a similar time frame to the last season of Game of Thrones, and it had the same attitude that I disliked in the last season of Game of Thrones, in that it's like, I don't care about any of these characters, actually. I just want to do some cool things, set up some cool set pieces, and wow, look at that thing over there. Isn't that cool? And then, so that's, I, you know, I have a lot of reasons. Those are, I, those, that's my abbreviated argument for that. <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is the one movie that I I knew we were going to agree on. Rise of Skywalker is also my thirteenth. Yeah, um, <laughs> because Andy already criticized it. I'm just going to talk about some of the things that I liked because I think there was a lot of fun things. I think Dio the droid is just amazing, and I love him like rolling aw- around and being like, "Oh, I have a squeaky wheel," and I think he says that. I don't remember, <laughs> but he was funny. Yeah, because um, Star Wars definitely has a deficit of funny droids. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am happy for more. They are they are always welcome. <laughs> yeah, and then the one other thing that I really liked, I think they had an amazing scene with Kylo and Han Solo that was just really, really fun to watch and kind of like heartwarming where they're like on the Death Star together and they're kind of like reenacting the Force Awakens scene. But like this time, Kylo actually goes back to being Ben I just thought it was sweet. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I I thought uh, one of the fights between Raylo at Raylo huh, <laughs> between Ray and Kylo. I do not ship Raylo. Um, I apologize. Uh, that is not. Um, you know, if you do, c- congratulations, fantastic. I'm glad that you like that. Not my ship. Um, between uh, Ray and Kylo Ren, I actually like their fight on the wreckage of the Death Star. I thought that was pretty dope. Not the coolest fight in Star Wars by far, but like I was like, okay, you know, she got her powers because of I don't know why, but like they're very cool. T- that was pretty cool to watch. So I said I was going to say a positive thing about and a negative thing about every one of these. That's my positive thing. Yeah. Okay. I think, I mean, that. At least for my list, that's the only Star Wars thing that I actively dislike. So everything else, even though they're like low on the list, I, I do like them. Um, I have one other that I have active hatred towards. I think I know, but we'll see. So number number 12. You, you go first like... on this one. Okay. We'll alternate. Got it. Oh, you're, you're going to despise me after this. My number 12 is The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I mean, listen, I that's high on my list, but I, I I understand. You know, I actually I do understand this one. Continue, Peter. <laughs> I think I mean there's a lot to like about it. Like Hoff is super cool and it's in like every video game ever, so I have fun with that. And like Lando is just one of the best. Oh, and I love like everything on Dagobah is is amazing. So I think that's perfect. Both like the serious things and Yoda whacking R2 with a stick. Like I love all of it. But I think in general, like, I think everything with Han and Leia, I was like, no, I'm just not, I don't like this. Um, the beginning of Hoth, like, until you get to the Battle of Hoth, I was like, this is kind of slow. Everything in space, like, I didn't really care about. I really just love this movie for, like, for 
specifically the Battle of Hoth, Dagobah, and seeing Lando, because Lando's just brilliant. Yep, yep. I, I I understand your decision, and given given things we've talked about in the past, I expected one of the originals. I w- didn't think it would be Empire. I figured it would be A New Hope um, that low for you, but, you know, I, I understand. Um, uh, I think... Uh, so for me, my number 12, um, is Solo, uh, a Ooh, Star not Wars what story. I would have guessed. Uh, yeah, so I, like, I saw Solo, and I thought it was okay at the time, and I'm like, oh, this is like a mid-ranking Star Wars movie for me, I'm like, all right, fine, but then as I, like, digested it afterwards, I, I, more and more, I was like, what was good about that? Like, the whole movie... The, the, the sin of Solo, and I think that a lot of people have this opinion, so this is definitely not original of me, is just, like, I was extremely, like, bored the whole time. I was just not interested by anything that was happening until, like, the very end when we got to see a Darth Maul cameo and the Clone Wars fan in me, my heart did skip a beat, um... And I was like, oh, yes, him back again. My favorite villain from Clone Wars. Um, uh, we, get to, we might get to see him a little more in the Star Wars universe. And I was excited about that for, for half a minute. But other than that, I was like, and, you know, a lot of people complain about the whole, like, oh, we have to, you know, find out the origin of everything in Han Solo's life. Um, and they find that to be offensive. And I, I personally, I did not... Uh, I didn't find I don't I don't hate that part of prequels. I find that to be just kind of blase. I just like there was no storyline that grabbed me or interested me, and no character that really jumped out to me at all at any time. Um, so it has the uh, you know the opposite of, of happiness isn't hatred. It's it's boredom. So that that was my real problem with uh, with Solo. Um, if to say a good thing about it though, obviously the Darth Maul bit. Again, love Darth Maul. Love that villain. Not so much in in Phantom, because he doesn't get as much characterization, but in, in Clone Wars, ah, stole my heart. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, it had Daenerys in it. Um, and she was uh, she was good in her role. You know, I don't want to hate on any of the actors. Let me be clear on this. Like, even in, like, some of the worst movies we're talking about, like, or some of the things that I like the least, like, I think that a lot of the main actors uh, killed it um, in this. And I, I, I obviously... Uh, I've got to I've got to hand it to Troy. Uh, uh, that would, that's that's violence towards um, the childish Gambino, whose real name I cannot remember right now. Um, and that's Donald embarrassing. Glover. Don Glover, thank you. Don Glover was excellent as young Lando, um, and he's also a positive mark. I will say that also. I uh, you know I, I uh, Troy of Troy and Abed, childish Gambino, um, Donald Glover uh, is the man and can do no wrong. He was amazing. I was so impressed with um with Lando in that. Yeah. No, I think a lot of your comments make sense. I think that's generally like the criticisms with, with Solo that, you know, most people on the internet seem to have. I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So this is my number eleven now? Yes. Uh uh, yeah, because we're 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 doing the, the alternating thing. Okay. Um so um here's another one that I think is going to shock you. Um, uh, I for number eleven, I actually had Return of the Jedi. We're still not getting to the one I thought was going to be like your second most least favorite one. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, wow. we're we'll get there in a bit. Um, uh, so here's the thing about Return of the Jedi. 
Um, Return of the Jedi has some pretty good highs. Um, I like the final fight with Vader and Luke. That's very cool. Um, it does drag a little bit. Uh, the pacing is not great, but it has some great moments. Um, Darth Vader finally gets a little bit more characterization. And I do lull that we finally get to the, uh, the end of the punchline of the accidental incest kiss uh, in Empire Strikes Back. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I have some... It has sort of this... It has a, a large amount of the same problem that I will have with the prequels uh, very shortly, which is that there are just long sections of that movie that I just want to fast forward through like, Oh God, this is just, this is just boring. And like, uh, like I just want to get back to the interesting stuff because the advantage that the original trilogy has for the most part for me is that it, um, it very closely follows just like four friends, th uh, three humans and, and Chewie who are just on an adventure and fighting the, and fighting the, you know, the, the not Nazi Nazis, um, uh, and uh, yeah, Return of the Jedi just has oh, and the the, the beginning stuff in Jabba's palace also very good. Uh, but then the the whole middle section of that movie, I would just throw out. Like there's no there's nothing in there that's particularly redeeming to me. Uh, but that's uh, that's that's just me. What about your eleven? So my eleven is The Force Awakens, which I initially disliked it, but it has since grown on me, and I think it's a really like fun and quite often funny movie too so yeah I mean the there, there's a lot of difficulties going on with the sequel trilogy and I wish kind of like the same person wrote all three of the the movies strong agree strong agree um, yeah and I think it's telling like you know two of my least favorites are written by J.J. Abrams but like I think despite me like having problems with some of the story elements i think he does a lot of humor really well and just like action really well like i remember being captivated by like the first scene of like basically the space boats just landing on, on jakku um and all the stormtroopers coming out i think that was super cool and that's like one of my favorite ships ever so i think i was a little bit bored with like oh i think this is just like a new hope all over again it does have that problem yes <laughs> yeah and i was never I mean, I grew up watching, like, the prequels were my favorites, so I didn't feel the same nostalgia of, like, oh, there's X-Wings again and stuff, and, oh, TIE Fighters. Um, so, like, that worked really well for, you know, like, my uncle who grew up with, with the original movies. But, like, the whole, like, you know, Han Solo and Chewbacca coming back on the Millennium Falcon and going, Chewie, we're home, like, that didn't have the same impact on me. So, I, I mean, I do like it. I think it's fun like the first order troopers i think are incredibly like well designed and i just like love seeing them the snow troopers are like my favorites but yeah that that's about it oh and uh general hux is amazing so he's he's one of my favorite characters too <laughs> i see i see we're surprising each other a little bit with these lists i think i think our opinions have either shifted or we didn't fully understand where, where each other stood very interesting i was not expecting you to have an original trilogy one that low yeah, I yeah, so. yeah. I think it's it's slightly my secret shame is that I I, I don't terribly like returns, um, but you know, we all have secrets. Indeed. Moving on though to number ten. So okay, my number ten. Now we're getting to a new hope, which I think honestly my only complaint is like I think the the effects are just outdated, um, and like Tatooine. 
I thought was really boring. But otherwise, like, it's a solid movie. It's really good. And I mean, this isn't even Star Wars. Well, it's kind of Star Wars related. One of my favorite things is like so many other stories have borrowed from it because it's just like that good. Like we, I know Andy likes Aragon and like book one of Aragon is literally just a new hope. But yeah. with, like <laughs> dragons and, and, you know, not laser swords, like regular swords. But that's not a criticism. Like, I think it's amazing that you can just like take the same story and like make it into, you know, this, like you put this coating of dragons on it and it's still like really amazing. One um, of the characters in a sequel eventually basically gets a lightsaber, so... <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so I, I think it's amazing. You you know, this is our introduction to, like, so many iconic things. R2 and C-3PO just, like, going at each other is incredible. And I think, you know, the original trilogy has, like, some of their best moments. And I love that they get to, like, just be buddies at this point. You know, the aliens are amazing. So, like, one of... You know, I love just seeing, like, the designs of the aliens. And I love that, like, there's backstories for all of them. There's a, a book from a certain point of view that has, like, 40 short stories from, like, different background characters in A New Hope. And they have, like, a bunch of them, like, just from the cantina scene, which just, like, speaks I, to just I heard how... about that, yeah. It's really good. I mean, some of the stories are, like, eh. But, like, some of them are really good. I highly recommend it. But I think it just speaks to, like, how incredibly, like, well-built this world is that you can do a book like that it's not just well-built it's like it's chaotic it's like there's yeah. so much going on in any scene uh there's a there's a alien who legit just looks like satan and there's never an explanation or any more examination of it it's just like no that's just satan in the corner <laughs> yeah the De- devaronians i think they are they're so cool there's a there's an alien that's just a bat a, a chadra fan which i think they're like some of my favorites and, you know, even, like, in other things, like, the Clone Wars takes from that scene and, like, makes some really cool alien characters based off of those. Like, Cad Bane, he's a Duro, and, like, the first time we see that is in the cantina. Cad um, Bane! Yeah. <laughs> so, it's it's just an incredible movie. So, even though it's my number 10. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I, I am also a Star Wars fan, despite the fact that I'm ripping some of them <laughs> shreds. I, I also very much enjoy Star Wars. Um, and I pushed uh, to have some of the TV shows on here so I could have extra good things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, for me, number 10, I have Attack of the Clones. That's what um, I thought was going to be your, your yeah. least favorite, your second so, least favorite. <laughs> like, again, Attack of the Clones um, has, uh, like, the lowest lows of the entire series for me in that the romance between Padme and Anakin like I literally, I, I I almost can't watch those scenes because they it are terrible. <laughs> it is so bad. It is like, yeah. I mean, Peter Peter loves the prequels much more than I do, and like I I don't I've I've I, I can't imagine defending those scenes at all. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a joke between me and my girlfriend is I will sometimes just turn to her and I will say I killed not just the men but the women and the children too, and Have then I will ask the her. Sandline? <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, have you, yeah, I, I do the sand line also. Um, uh, but, uh, and I'm just like, and do you feel an overwhelming need to have my children now? <laughs> Is that where you're at emotionally speaking after, uh, after I told you that? Do you feel like saying that you truly deep, deeply love me? Um, and yeah, God, I, I hate that romance so much. Um, 
and it's like it's uh, you know various people on the internet various apologists are like well he's not the best at dialogue and yeah like there are awkwardly written romances but then like there are scenes where Padme is like, you are making me uncomfortable. Like, you need to back down. And Anakin is just like, sorry, and has this look on his face that is just re- that should basically a predator written across his forehead. Like, it is deeply un- uncomfortable and unsettling. And yeah, I can't like it's believe not just that terrible. It's problematic too. Yeah, like, I'm willing to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's extremely problematic. Um, uh, and, uh, like the best explanation I can th- think of, like the best in-world explanation is that I've ever heard is that Anakin must be like subconsciously force tricking her into liking him. Uh, like, because he's just that powerful as a Jedi and does not have control over his skills. Um, so without even knowing it, he must be, con- uh, affecting her mind. Cause that's the only reasonable explanation that a, a person would, <laughs> would accept him as a romantic partner, given his behavior. The other thing is, I just, I don't understand. I, I don't know if George Lucas is married. I, I assume that he has had a relationship in his life, is his life though. Um, I, I, I legit, I don't understand that. I don't understand how a human being can write that. Um, and I, I have, I've yet to see the Twilight movies. So I will have to compare them eventually, come back on the show, maybe be like, all right, maybe Twilight is worse. Maybe Clone Wars is worse. I don't know. Um, but uh, there's a reason it's actually higher than a few other things now that I have ranted about that. Um, <laughs> and I have sort of, uh, for now at least, got rid of all my in- intense built up anger towards uh, Attack of the Clones is um, it does have the one advantage that the prequels have, which is that it has some of the best fights in the series. Um, I love seeing all the Jedi just show up in the arena to rescue uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan. That's very cool. Um, I, I, a lot of people are mad that Yoda is not a puppet anymore than he's a CGI guy who jumps around and fights. I thought Yoda was cool, actually. I'm very much a minority in Star Wars fans on that. I thought that him fighting Count Dooku was kind of awesome. I loved watching Anakin and Obi-Wan fight against him, uh, fight against Count Dooku. And again, that was very cool. Um, and I think that the clones conceptually, and again, spoilers, Clone Wars way up my list. Um, I think that they're, they're very cool. Uh, that's a very cool idea. And we finally got to know what the Clone Wars was all about. I, well, I was young, so I didn't have to live with that mystery for forever. Um, but, uh, like the, yeah, so there's like, there are some, there are some pretty high highs, but by far the the lowest lows of the series rise of skywalker gets pretty close at times um and stays there consistently most of the time which is why it's the bottom of the list and this is a few spots up um uh, and it doesn't and it is not nearly as boring and there's the stuff hunting for Django fett that i really enjoy like again there there are some moments that i'm like okay if I could just watch this movie and not have to be assaulted by Anakin every other scene, then I would be, I'd be having a good, I'd be having a, a decent time at least. Uh, so that's, that's my, that's my attack of the clones rant. Yeah. No, I think that's super fair. So my number nine, now we get to return of the Jedi, which is my favorite original trilogy one. I kind of almost want to just leave my reasoning to Ewoks. Cause I really love them. That's fine. Um, this is this is not a serious list. I mean, I'm ranting, <laughs> but this is not like a method we, we're using strict mythology. So go nuts. Yeah. No, I think I'll I'll talk a little bit more about some other stuff. But I think I I just love the Ewoks. I think they're brilliant. I love little teddy bears with hoods. I want to make hoods for um my cousin's dogs and my grandma's dog. Um, 
I will one day. And like, I love, I mean, even the Ewok music, like Yub Nub, my, my younger brother, like we'll just play it on a speaker, like really loud and like, we'll, we'll jam out to it. Um, but aside from that, I also think it just like, whereas like the other two original trilogy movies, like they're, they're fun and they have some great stuff. I think this is really where we start getting like what Star Wars is all about. And like, you know, Luke throwing away his lightsaber on the Death Star and like be, being a Jedi and not just being like some farm boy who's going to go and blow up a Death Star and like, you know, do all that stuff. Um, so I think this is really where we we get a lot of interesting ideas that other Star Wars stories kind of expand on in addition to the Ewoks. <laughs> and Palpatine is like an amazing villain too. And I don't even know if I'm remembering like Palpatine in the movie or if I'm just really attached to um i don't know if you've seen like the lego movies and shows i've not seen the i've well i've seen the like the lego original movies and i saw lego batman i've not seen and i played the games i played the lego star wars games but i've, I've not okay. seen any lego star wars movies lego star wars movie so there's a lego star wars holiday special um, as well as a TV show, uh, Lego Star Wars, The Freemaker Adventures, and Palpatine, they just went, like, Palpatine is, like, pure comedy, and he's he's hysterical, and I honestly don't think that's too different from the Palpatine we get in the movies, <laughs> where, like, Palpatine is, like, yes, he's, like, menacing, but I think he's a jokester at heart. Um, he's kind of a cartoon character, uh, in, in a way. He's very overblown. Yes, which is why I love him. Oh, I don't know if you can hear my grandma's dog barking. I can. But... Bark, bark. Okay, hopefully that's not too distracting. But we'll we'll move on um, to number eight. Is it your turn or my turn? I think we're on nine, actually. Um, I'm on nine. I haven't done... Uh, was I supposed to pivot to nine there? I feel like I was. Oh, um, yeah, okay. I went first for nine, so now it's you. Yeah, okay. So my nine, uh, I guess we're going slightly out of order, uh, is Revenge of the Sith, um, uh, which is, uh, and here, 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 are my re- here are my reasons for Revenge of the Sith. Again, like, has a lot of s- the same comments that I ha- have for Attack of the Clones. Um, it is just, like, the final nail in the coffin for Padme's character. Um, uh, her being just like, uh, it is not nearly as egregious in terms of Anakin's behavior, uh, in some, in certain regards, um, he still does murder her for no, for no real reason. Um, but, uh, and that's obviously a much worse thing, but like, he's just way less creepy in this movie towards her and more just like obsessed, emotionally repressed weirdo, um, uh, who is, uh, I guess wants to be a dad real bad. And also like, understandably does not want his wife to die. His weird, uh uh enslaved wife um uh he is uh and we get some awesome fights i love the opening actually like the opening 30 minutes of it is like almost almost no notes um uh, of them like uh flying their ships in meeting general grievous um rescuing palpatine uh killing dooku and like the difference in the fights we can see how anakin has grown as a warrior um uh and uh, yeah, so I I really enjoy that part, and I enjoy the end fights pretty well. I like um, Anakin versus Obi Wan. The lava's a little bit has a little bit too much glare for my taste, but that's that's a small complaint. Um, 
Uh, and I, I enjoy Palpatine versus Yoda again. I'm sorry for, for those of y'all who expected me to defend Puppet Yoda. Um, I love Puppet Yoda, but I also, I don't mind CGI Yoda. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, um, uh, again, and you know, Anakin's behavior again, does murder um, Padme. Padme does die of sadness or whatever at the end, which I'm not a fan of. Um, and it does make it clear how easily Anakin should have found Luke, um, considering they're just like, I don't know, put him on, you know, his the, his uh, weird half, uh, half cousin. Um, give him to them. Uh, shoot, I don't know. Um, or half brother, I guess. Um, uh, and uh, and it feels like Darth Vader should have found him immediately. Uh, I guess he wasn't looking, but still, he never thought about tattooing again. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So, like, I again, there are some, there is decently high highs, and uh, the lows don't bother me quite as much. There's again the dialogue and the pacing of the prequels, not very good overall. There's a large section that I'm just like, okay. I, I will stop for the meme of have you ever heard the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise? And otherwise, fast forward the rest of that scene. Um, uh, so, like, yeah, you know, it's 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 a, a a rung, half a rung higher than Attack of the Clones for me because I'm not uh, being uh, attacked by uh, Anakin every other scene. Okay. Uh, you, you can go next. Um, I think it's your turn for number eight. Oh, it is. It is. We're, we're, way, we're way out of whack. Um, so for eight, and again, I think I'm going to surprise Peter here. I have Force Awakens, um, which is a movie that I very much liked initially, um, but then uh, actually I did the opposite of Peter. So I, I started out liking it uh, decently well, and then I backtracked it as time went by. And the big reason for it is because... Uh, Going into it, I'm like, okay, yeah, we're retreading a lot of the ground from A New Hope. I don't really care. Like, they did it decently well, and I was having a lot of fun with the new characters. I really liked Finn. Um, uh, I was, I liked Ray pretty well. Uh, like, you know, I was, I was all in on Finn being gay uh, with um, uh, what's his name, the pilot oh. guy. Yeah, with Poe. With Poe, I was all in on their relationship. Actually, I shipped the hell I out of it. I wanted that to happen. Um, yeah, I wanted Finn and Poe. They were they were great together, and they like the actors had on screen chemistry. Uh, that's not a reason to, to dislike a movie per se because they they sunk my ship. Andy, but... hold on a second. I just gonna the dog is like scratching at the door. Sorry, he was very loud. I don't know that's if fine. like you could hear it on your end, but I honestly um... could not hear the scratching. I heard the barking earlier, but the scratching okay. was uh... hello, dog. Hello. He's ten months old. Aw, cute. Very cute. Okay. I'm just gonna like try to hold him and hopefully he'll be quiet. Good boy. Sorry to interrupt you though. That's fine. I uh, that's totally fine. Dogs are important. We must <laughs> not forget them. Uh so yeah, I think for me, like again, the I had a lot of initially very positive reaction. Um and then because, but to me, part of the damage that Rise of Skywalker did was that all the promise that this movie showed, mm. it sort of just like pumped the brakes all the way on them. Like, okay, you're interested in these characters? Well, we're going to throw them out the window. And all of the, and like, and seven to me, Force Awakens, really the, the, the pull of it was that it made a lot of promises. Like, ooh, aren't these new mysteries, these new characters, aren't they intriguing? Aren't they going somewhere? Um, and because that promise was never fulfilled, it retroactively became worse. And like, again, 
Maz Kanata never really showed up again or it didn't really do much. I mean, she showed up again in Rises uh, and was, like, very, very briefly in Last Jedi. So, uh, yeah, so, like, again, there's just... A, I, I did... I did love um, uh, the "We're Home" Chewy with Han Solo and uh, and Chewbacca. Not just be- not because I grew up with the originals, but I did not on this. I'm you know a couple of years older than Peter only, um, but I loved it because I knew, and that was a meta moment for me because I knew that that was actually that was a huge moment for um, uh, the actor who plays Han Solo, um, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, thank you. I'm dropping all kinds of names tonight, the <laughs> names of actors. Um, this is how you know I, I do care about you, Donald Glovers. I also forgot Harrison Ford. Um, uh, I, Harrison Ford, um, I knew that was a huge moment for the actor, and my heart warmed on the inside because I'm like, oh, this is a moment for both of them, both Harrison Ford and for Han Solo, and that made me warm and fuzzy inside, and, and I, was, I was enjoying that moment, if only for that. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that the fact that it, a lot of the, the storylines and so forth ended up just fizzling out, um, uh, that made the movie worse for me. And that, that's a shame because if we had gotten a, a really great Star Wars 9, I think that 7 would be up there for me, maybe top 6, top 5 or something like that. It would have been, well, it's 7 or it's 8 right now, so it's not, it would be a couple spots higher at least. But yeah, so that's 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 my eight. What about you? So my eight is solo. I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't too bored by it. I don't know if it is a a consequential movie that much, really. I almost actually skipped watching it in theaters because I just wasn't excited about it. I'm not a Han Solo fan. You know, I actively dislike him in a lot of the original trilogy. Um, I like Harrison Ford a lot more than I like Han Solo. And then I only ended up seeing it because I read a spoiler about Maul showing up. <laughs> so mm. I was like, okay, now we're going. Um, yeah, Maul, Maul, Maul. <laughs> yeah, but it ended up surprising me. And I found, like, I really enjoyed seeing Han Solo, like, get into the life of smuggling and, um, you know, seeing him, like, so optimistic and kind of enjoying himself and thinking this is the life for him. You know, he's not the the grizzled, like, cranky, guy we see in a new hope so there was that i also think it was really interesting just seeing like the life of the smuggler and like you know han solo kind of thinks it's like this more like idyllic type of thing you know leaving corellia is like oh this is the life for me and then you see beckett and beckett's just like miserable um he's like if i had it my way i'd be playing the i think it was like a valachord some sort of instrument on um gleon Salm. so like like he doesn't want to be a smuggler um, and Han doesn't quite realize that yet. So I thought like that dynamic was cool. Donald Glover, like Lando, just perfection. I loved uh, the droid L3 and the whole like droid rights movement. <laughs> I think that's really interesting. I hope my roommate from college watched this movie and knows about that. He would have a lot to, to say. I like the droid rights thing also, and I think that's a very interesting storyline. Again, it sort of has the Force Awakens aspect to it, though. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. we're never going to hear about this again. Like, we're, there's never going to be a droids right movement uh, subplot in any future movies. Yeah. Uh, I, or even in the TV shows. I'd love to see a droids rights thing in Mandalorian season three or something. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, there are sentient beings who are taken for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I haven't but... read the comics, so I guess that's. But... Yeah. That's the problem. There's so many interesting things in the comics. 
and we're we're not going to get into that in this episode but definitely like a lot of a lot of things that can't play out in the movies because i think the movies try to play it like more safe generally to a certain extent and the comics really i guess because there's less of a risk of you know losing money or whatever so they get to explore a whole ton of things especially now they're owned by the mouse yeah but <laughs> um that's that's a whole thing for for a different episode but moving on to number seven so it's my turn right mm-hmm Okay, now we have Attack of the Clones for me. Um, oh, your first your first prequel. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my least favorite prequel. I still love it. Um, we talked about the romance. It's just just no. Um, but everything else, like Jango Fett, is brilliant. Like everything on Geonosis is amazing. I love C three PO like on a battle droid and just like saying puns all the time. <laughs> um, I think it's great. I love puns. So that was like amazing. And I really love the character of Dexter Jetster, the diner owner. I love that George Lucas decided to, to get some Greek representation in there. I love me, my, my Greek diners. <laughs> um, no, he was just so great. And like, oh, I also love Count Dooku and the introduction of him. Like he's, you know, far from like a menacing Sith Lord. Like he's nothing like Darth Vader or Palpatine. But I really just love I mean, I, I love how you get to explore a little bit more about, like, the political situation. Not necessarily in this movie, but he's, like, a jumping-off point for, like, the politics of Star Wars and, like, the in the Clone Wars show, at least, to a certain extent. And he's just another wonderful, like, cape-wearing, elegant Star Wars man. <laughs> so, Land- Lando's better with the capes, but Count Dooku is still pretty good. I think those, those are my favorite things about this movie. <laughs> Right. Right. Me now? Yes. What is your seven? So seven for me is Phantom Menace. Um, uh, so, and here's where I actually, I have to make the exact opposite point you just made. Um, uh, wherein that like, I love, so here's the thing. A lot of people are like, why are you doing uh, politics in Star Wars? That's boring. And I say, no. I watched Clone Wars. Politics can be really cool. Uh, politics can be amazing in Star Wars. It can be very interesting. Uh, the episodes with Padme and stuff in the Senate and like dealing with the corruption in the Republic. Chef's kiss. Excellent. Very good. Loved it. Um, politics when dealt with by a movie that wants to like not invest any of the characters in a meaningful way in the politics and throw out just like trade agreements and like uh vaguely uh and spend long uh periods of time in the senate over debates that i don't feel invested in or and and the characters almost don't feel invested in that was some low some low points for me like uh you know again like it's it doesn't feel like there's a a connection um and until clone wars came out i was like i have I, I would have given money to anyone who could have explained to me what the separatists uh, actually wanted. Like I, I've watched Clone Wars now, so I know. And like, trust me, we'll get there. Um, but like, uh, as a as a first time viewer, I was like, what do they want? What? Why are they doing this? Do they just want money? Is that the whole explanation? Is that they're just some greedy trade federationists, and the rest of them are just like into doing evil? I guess. Dot dot dot. And like, you know what? 
the empire was just into doing as doing evil as well. And there's nothing wrong with just into doing evil. Um, the problem is that they spent so much time on the politics without ever developing it in a way that connected me with the characters at the same time and connected it with the characters' storylines in a way that I felt uh, was meaningful. So that's my main complaint. And it's most prominent in Phantom Menace because there's a whole middle section that I just fast forward through if I'm ever going to rewatch again. Like again, oh, they're in the Senate. They're trying to get the trade negotiated, something, blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about Phantom Madness, and this is why it's so high on the list. It has the best fight in all of Star Wars. No others need apply. Darth Maul, <laughs> Duel of the Fates with um, Obi-Wan and, uh, and Qui-Gon Jinn. So good. And they're leaping around the platforms. And his lightsaber, so cool. And they're just like going back and forth. It's the best live action fight, I'll say that. Um, and uh, there's no dialogue. Uh, isn't it funny how the, the movie gets just a thousand percent better when George Lucas stopped writing dialogue? Um, uh, and they just, and you, you have, there's Duel of the Fates, John Williams at his best, playing in the background, back and forth. I feel like a kid again, just thinking about it. And I'm like, hell yes, every moment, let's go. Anakin is a kid, so he doesn't get to be nearly as creepy. Let's go. Um, uh, like I do have to put up with a lot more Jar Jar that's violence to my soul, but I can just, I can, I can live with it, uh, and accept it as a person. I don't like Jar Jar. Um, but my hatred for him does not glow quite as brightly as some fans. Some of them, uh, want to, you know, murder him themselves. I'm not quite at that point. Definitely not a fan. Uh, I think young Anakin is passable and uh, not nearly as offensive to my eyes as old Anakin. So I will take it. Um, and yeah, for, for that fight alone, it, uh, it belongs uh, for me at the number seven spot. Um, uh, and if God, if they had given us a whole movie of like of that quality, oh, top three. Very good. Love that. Love that so much. Uh, but yeah, so shoot. Um, yeah, so some very so some moderately offensive stuff in the underdeveloped politics aspect. Uh, some 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 Jar Jar violence, but otherwise some some very high highs. Yeah, no, yeah. I think so. Technically, it, you it would be your turn to do six first, but I think I want to jump in because my six is Phantom Menace. Oh just, yeah, just so we're on the same same movie. Nice. Um, I think I agree with most of that. Yeah, and I mean the politics. I think it's interesting, and I think this is a case of like you know stories coming out afterwards improving the movie so like Clone Wars really built on a lot of what the prequels kind of introduced so definitely the politics isn't presented well in Phantom Menace like certainly but there it it is like a jumping off point for the Clone Wars and so many like other stories and books and stuff so I think it really does a lot to like set up this time period and does a, a lot of amazing world building I love seeing planets that are not just like you know, a bear in like Iceland or just like a, a forest with just like teddy bears. No, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, I it's love. Yeah. So like, I, I just love the planets and the the universe like feels a little bit more lived in to me. Naboo is like my favorite planet just in all of Star Wars. I think it's a lovely place, you know, when it's not being invaded by the Trade Federation. But but aside from that, that it's really good. And I do really like Jar Jar. And I don't know, I, I understand your criticisms of him, and maybe this is just nostalgia for me. So when I was four, I broke my femur and I was in the hospital, and I got three Jar Jar Aww. action figures. 
so Jar Jar made me really happy. And he, I still have a, a soft spot in my heart for him. Well, see, that's too cute for me to then rip on Jar Jar more. You've ruined ripping on Jar Jar. Yeah, Jar Jar is great. He also has, I mean, getting away from the movies again, in the Aftermath trilogy of books. I don't know if you have read those. I assume um, he becomes a Sith Lord. No, you would think so. <laughs> but, but no, they have... Um, it's basically like after Return of the Jedi and they have like this whole you know main cast of characters that they follow, but they have interludes like following sometimes random people, sometimes people we've met before. Like there's a, one chapter about Lando like taking back Bespin. There's one chapter about Jar Jar. And He's even... still alive after Return? Okay. Yes. Must be old. I guess so. I don't know how long Gungans live, but um, I mean, you don't have to go and look for it, but if you did, even this one YouTube channel that I follow where the guy like criticized Jar Jar, he's not a fan of Jar Jar. He was like, <laughs> he's like, I read that chapter and I felt confused because Jar Jar was, it's a great Jar Jar chapter. So I highly recommend, I think it's in the third of the Aftermath books. Um, okay, okay. So Jar Jar has his moments, even if they're not in this movie for some people. <laughs> oh, and yeah. also just like Shmi Skywalker, I think is amazing. I just, I don't want to forget about her. Shmi's pretty cool. But moving on, what's your number six? Uh, so coming in at number six, um, we have uh, A New Hope. It's all just, it's all pretty much good stuff for me from here on out. Like, and A New Hope for me gets a lot of credit for being the first one. Uh, and a lot of the stuff that Peter said earlier very much applies to me. I think their opinions on this are, are very apt. I think maybe just a little stronger for me. Um, I'm not bothered. I'm honestly like, obviously, the visual effects are very bad uh, for modern times. Uh, but the uh, I'm not bothered by them because I'm also slightly in awe of them because for their time, they were very good and very innovative and very cool. So like to me, when I see a, a bad effect, uh, my brain is converting it to like, wow, how do they do that then? Like, you know, that's uh, that's the impressive thing. And the, and a new hope had like no budget. So there was a lot of creativity that went into it. Um, uh, you know, it, it introduced all of the opening, uh, all of the, a lot of the genre tropes, and it was definitely pulling from Westerns and samurai stories and so forth. Like, you know, the cantina, which is famous and iconic and everyone's copying it is, is also kind of copying Westerns to an extent. Um, but, uh, so it definitely didn't invent the wheel, but man, it, uh, launched a thousand ships. I don't know what else to say about it. Like, um, Whomst amongst us cannot say, help me only, uh, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I, I, you know, I like it a lot. So that's, that's, that's really all I have to say about A New Hope. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. So let's have, since I took the number six first, you can go with your number five first. Okay. Um, so at five, we have Rogue One, um, which commits one terrible sin, which knocks it down the list, um, uh, in that it terribly misuses Saw Gerrera, just like, mm. uh, he shows up, um, and he does some cool stuff, um, and then he's just like, and now 
I think it's time for me to die. And I just want to scream at the screen. But why, though? Why Why are you staying behind, Saw Gerrera? Why are you dying to the Death Star's test, uh, test, ride, test drive? Why aren't you why aren't you leaving with the with the heroes? Uh you're you were a great character in Rebels and in uh briefly in Clone Wars, uh, and you were a great foil for the for the heroes. Um and I guess they just didn't have anything to do with him for the rest of the movie. And I'm like, okay, fine. You you only needed Saw Gerrera briefly. That's okay with me. Just don't murder him for no reason. Just don't just like don't just uh, kill him because you you can't use him for the rest of the movie. Have him go somewhere else, or do or be detained, or or injured, or something. There are so many di- so many different routes they could have taken. Major violence to my man Saw Gerrera. Um, zero out of ten uh, in that regard. Uh, but like everything else, very cool. Um, one of the the few side movies that introduced me to a whole new cast of characters that I was having fun with the whole time. Uh, loved Caspian, loved his droid, droid pal, uh, very sassy. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I think the female character was I mean, female character's name I cannot remember. I'm dropping generous. So thank you. I'm dropping so many uh, <laughs> names tonight. Um, uh, I, I, I like Jin without being like overly into it. Like, yeah, I think she's pretty cool. Um, very understated, and I think the actor did a great job with her. Um, and the, the second act, man, was so good. That was a real World War II Saving Private Ryan movie uh, of all the characters uh, finishing their arcs um, uh, and uh, getting to the end of their adventure. Uh, like, and it does, it does a lot of what, um, uh, what Empire accomplishes really well and that everyone... Uh, I'm excited by basically every part of it, except for the Saw stuff. That's violence. Um, uh, every, everything else, like I'm following all these characters, watching them develop, watching them interact, and it has none of the prequels of sort of like, God, I'm just in it for the action set pieces and not for the characters. All of them invest me pretty quickly, and I'm with them the whole way. And even though you know what the ending is, uh, and that you know the Rebels end up getting the plans... Um, uh, and we see a horrifically uh, de-aged uh, Carrie Fisher. Um, uh, but uh, man, they really just—they killed off that whole cast. Jen Urso just dead. Caspian just dead. Just like nope, not no chance that they survive. They are dead, and that is a choice. And I do not expect that kind of courage from Disney. And I love it. And it was so good. Uh, and yeah, so like again, if they had not just like just done that to Saul, if they had not just iced him for no particular reason i would have loved that um but yeah that's that's my that's my five yeah so my five is also rogue one hey Um, we got two two of the same so far and phantom menace was almost the same well yeah it was was yeah um yeah so like everything andy said except for the one comment about the prequels i was a little bit more invested in the characters than andy was but that's fair but basically everything else he said is just like spot on. I was so amazed that they like brought Saw into it. Cause like he was like the first element from the animated show that made the jump to live action. So like that was super cool. Although I agree like how he was used in the story stunk, but I still just can't get over the fact that they used him at all. Like I also loved seeing the ghost and like hearing General Sindula, um and like seeing Chopper. That was so cool. Um, oh, yeah, all I those... forgot about it. They had Chopper, yeah. He, like, he just briefly shows up, and, like, I missed him when I watched it in theaters, but, like, I've seen them since then. So those are all from Rebels. So that was super cool. 
Yeah, and just like the connectivity to A New Hope was really cool. Like the fact that we just like go right into that movie at the end. Right into um, it. Oh, and I, I didn't even talk didn't about Darth scene. Vader at the end. <laughs> that hallway scene was so... I was scared of Darth Vader again. I wasn't scared of Darth Vader after the prequels because he's a little, he's a little wimp boy. Uh, Anakin is just like, is just a, I'm not scared of Anakin at all in the, in the prequels, yeah. but Darth Vader in that hallway. Oh no, no, get away from me. You're too scary. You're too, he's you're incredible. Too... Uh, and I love that it, it set the precedent for like the hallway scene because he's not the only one who has a hallway scene anymore either. Yeah. So now like, Darth Maul came in at the end of Clone Wars and people were like, oh, this is Maul's like hallway scene. And then like Luke and the Mandalorian. Um, and even in other stories too, I'm watching a show that's um, called Amphibious, so, like not even Star Wars. And they just had the main character have her own hallway scene. She's like in a mall on, on Earth, and, like has one of those toy lightsabers that we all used to like have <laughs> as a kid. So like, I just love that the Vader hallway scene. First of all, like, like Andy said, it made Vader scary again. But I love that it like, made the hallway scene like a trope like i just think that's super cool nice nice i'm glad we have some agreement in here um okay four for yeah. you four for me so now we're at revenge of the sith for me so my favorite prequel one i won't defend the things that andy trashed because i agree with a lot of it um so i'm yeah i just i love the scale of it i think this feels like one of the most galactically like important movies in the in the series like we're we're transitioning from a republic of democracy to this empire and i think the transition is done really well you know palpatine is the senate now and i love just the battle like with him in the I in the senate the chambers senate. yes so like he's i mean this is like his movie like Ian McDermott is incredible and he's just like such a good Palpatine and I love everything he does here. If only he had a better script to work with. <laughs> but he, he makes it work as yes. much as he can. And he's sorry, can I just take guy. a moment here because I have uh, thoroughly trashed the prequels and I should say one <laughs> in their in their defense. Um, uh, a lot of Obi-Wan stands out there, a lot of Obi-Wan fans and uh, Ewan McGregor made it work the whole way through. Loved, loved his Obi-Wan. Just so well done. Um, despite yeah. the fact that he had sometimes terrible lines to say, he still, he worked it, man. He was the bomb. I mean, uh, so much so that we're getting his own, like he's getting his own show at this yes. point. Yes, and, and I don't understand series, what he's going to, but... yeah, I don't, I don't understand what he's going to do. Because uh, no like, like, what is there to do in that time span? Like, I guess he can go fight some Inquisitors or something, which seems what well, seems to be the path they're taking based on the, the, the trailer I've seen. Okay, sure. Uh, but, like, I'm happy to just see you and Gregor as Obi-Wan again. I interrupted you, but I just, I had to throw that out there. No, I think that is fair. Because, like, Ewan is just superb, and, and I love him. But, yeah, I love, like, the battles and the action, as well as, like, the transition to the Empire. The planets are amazing. Like, I love seeing Kashyyyk and seeing the Wookiees, and I love Chewbacca, like, is back. I, I mean, Chewbacca as a character confuses me because I have no idea how he went from being, like, ostensibly one of the leaders of Kashyyyk to, like, Han Solo's sidekick. So, like, I, I don't know what shoulders. happened there. <laughs> but, like, I, I just, you know, I don't care. I love seeing him. Um, Tarful is an amazing Wookiee. I think he's great. 
all the Wookiees are, are super. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think um, I played uh, some of the video games, Fallen Order, seeing Tarful again, and that was really great. I don't mm. know if you played that game. I've seen um, the, the cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, like I, I love, first off, Fallen Order, fantastic game. Loved it the whole way through. Second off, the Kashyyyk level, one of my favorite levels in that game. One of my favorite uh, Star Wars levels of all time. Loved swimming up and fighting the walkers and stuff. Oh, so good. All right, continue. Yeah, no, Kashyyyk is a brilliant planet. And I think this is like, the one of the th- main things was just the prequels in general to me is that it allowed for like so much expansion and like so many stories have taken from them and added to them and built off of them. Um, I mean, and the originals do that too. I just think the stories that have impacted me more have built off of the prequels and have, have developed them. So I like it a lot. And like, yeah, the, the romance stinks and like, Padme was such a good character in Phantom Menace and she deserved so much better um and it's just really like heartbreaking to see her character like evolve into what it became and like not be as important and just be the victim of this horrible really just scary romance but yeah I that's my like one main criticism of it but otherwise I love the movie yeah yeah I think there's there's a lot to be said for Revenge of the Sith um, so I, I, I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't feel, uh, I, I don't disagree with your opinions, uh, ent- entirely. Um, is it my turn now or is it you again? I don't remember. We're at number uh, three. You go. Okay. I will just, I will just go. Um, so if he, here we have, um, uh, the last of the original trilogy, Empire Strikes Back, number three, um, uh, so you can, uh, oh, wait, no, hang on. Did I say, no, I think I'm supposed to be on number four now. I'm on number four. Oh, you didn't um, do number four? Okay. I didn't do number four. Um, so forget I just forget I just did a spoiler <laughs> there. Um, uh, for, number four for me is Rebels, the TV show. Um, uh, which TV is, show. Okay. yes, our first TV show. Um, and I, I generally like TV shows more than movies these days because it gives you more time to develop all the characters, gives you tell longer storylines with better payoffs. Um, it's crazy to me that there was once a time the TV show was where actors went to die. Um, uh, but, uh, anyways, uh, so the reason that Rebels is low, even though it has all the advantages of being a TV show, and I say low, it's number four on my list. So, um, uh, the reason it's lower than it could be is it starts off extremely rough for me. I do not like season one Ezra as a protagonist. And I find a lot of the stories from season one to be not great. I also don't am not in love with the animation style um, of Rebels. Uh, I think that uh, I much prefer the Clone Wars animation. I was coming straight off of Clone Wars. I'd just done a whole binge uh, during um, uh, during the early days of quarantine. And I was like, oh, yes, I'm going to go into Rebels. And I almost stopped because I'm like, oh, God, this animation, it, it hurts my eyes. Um, but man, man, does it turn it around in the later seasons for me. Um, skip some of the droid episodes, which I'm not as fond of. Um, uh, I, I like, uh, I, it, it does a very good setup and callback. Uh, Kanan becomes awesome once he gets blinded, uh, which he had to lose, eye, lose his eyes to become a truly great character. But um, I think that it also like retroactively makes some of the stuff from season one better because I didn't terribly love Kanan from season one either he was fine I guess but then it points out sort of it sort of like developed his character in ways like no he was he never really grew up in certain regards he never got to be like 
to to go through um, you know some of the better parts of the Jedi training. Not fond of the of the Jedi Order and and their and a lot of their stuff. And I think Clone Wars does a very good job of poking little holes in it. Um, uh, but uh, for for me, um, uh, yeah, Rebels really just brings it home. We got more Maul! Yes! Um, uh, and that that makes it makes it all always better. Um, uh, yeah, we get to see that great scene, uh, Maul's death scene uh, with Obi-Wan. Um, uh, we should probably add a spoilers at the beginning of this, just broad spoilers for all Star Wars. Um, yeah. I'm just saying now. So, like, uh, like, that scene, that, like, silent, like, Min the half long scene of him squaring off with Obi Wan on Tatooine, and Obi and uh, Obi Wan just like shifting his stance three times, and the change of expressions, and the two of them these these old enemies looking at each other just like always gets my heart. I love Sabine's, I love the Mandalorian storyline, I love the Mandalorian show, and that plays off a lot of the stuff from the from the Mandalorian storyline in uh, in Rebels and also in Clone Wars. Um, uh, but uh, uh, I love I love her stuff. Um, and, and that, that whole arc is, is fantastic and great, uh, man, like, yeah, there's, uh, the, the, the latter half of Rebels is very, very good. Um, and I start to like Ezra, uh, more and more as the show goes on. Um, and he's not just like, oh, he's a character that the kids can like. Um, and I started seeing, I was like, no, he starts to become his own person. And as he matures, uh, I actually, towards the very, very end of the show, I'm like, yeah, Ezra, I'm into it. Uh, maybe not as much as I w- was into like in a, your Ahsokas uh, or your um, uh, your uh, your Mandos uh, from the Hitch of the Mandalorian. Um, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I very much dug that aspect of it. And like I said, some early problems, some early adaptions. But like the great part about the TV show is I can just be like, if I want to do a rewatch, skip season one just watch from season two and I can just like skip all skip some of the stuff I don't like. And even season one has, it has its high points. So yeah, I think that uh, rebels is very good. Um, if you can work your way past the animation and some of the early adapt or early stuff, highly recommend. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to think that like the grand inquisitor was like just in season one and like, he's amazing, but like, I mean, I agree with your sentiment in general, but, Yes, I think um, the High Inquisitor was also one of the high points of season one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I didn't mention that. So number three, you, you or me? Who goes? Uh, I can go again. I guess I don't know. I just I already introduced it. So um, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So Empire for me, um, and is special in a number of ways, and because it plays a lot of tropes extremely well. Um, because there's a, uh, like, as I mentioned earlier, Star Wars takes from martial arts movies, from samurai movies, from Western movies, and there's often an old wise mentor teacher um, who is maybe a little bit crazy, um, but has seen all, done it all, and Yoda is that guy. Um, and this is Yoda's movie. He's barely in uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, they kill, that's one of my, actually, one of my complaints about Return of the Jedi is they just like, oh, Yoda is just on screen for like maybe five minutes. Um, and then he's just like, and now I will die and go do the thing I told you just not to do last movie. You're ready now that it's been a couple months, maybe. Um, uh, but uh, 
Yeah, and he's just, he's so weird. He's su- hes such a weird, like, little green guy who's just like, and now you must carry me on your back. <laughs> and watching Luke Literally run through the jungle. With a stick. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> very funny. Very good. Love Yoda. Um, uh, love the fight with Luke and Vader at the end. Still not, does not reach the heights of some of the, some of the better fights. Love the, the drama of that moment. Love Cloud City. Love Lando. Um, I, I acknowledge all the problematic aspects of Han Solo, as you acknowledge the, the problematic aspects of Anakin in the prequels. Um, uh, and I, I do find him to be a dick. Um, but uh, the uh, I love Harrison Ford also. And I think that Harrison Ford is, does the most with that character. He is cocky and arrogant and knows it, but is also kind of goofy sometimes. Uh, and like in the moments when it's just him and Chewie and he's like, I don't know how we're going to get out of this. <laughs> Like, um, uh, like just generally, like genuine panic there. Um, uh, and we've also we've got my girl Leia, uh, pre Ahsoka, the best female character in Star Wars. Um, not a lot of competition there, but still, um, uh, some some of her best moments. Uh, she gets some great ones in New Hope, also, I guess. Um, uh, and I actually, I like Hoth all the way through, but it does build up a little slow, but it starts with a nice little fight with that, uh, with that weird mo- Yeti monster. I'm into that. The Wampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they have to hide in its carcass. That's pretty cool. Um, and, uh, apart from the bit with like the giant worm and the asteroid, which, eh, whatever, um, like it's, it really nails what, uh, the prequels were lacking. Cause it's like, we're going to talk about politics as ponderously as possible but astray from the character storylines no this is a it is just a basic like empire baddies we are the goodies we're gonna go on an adventure we're gonna find all the good stuff um and you know uh and so it, to me that is star wars at it's at its zenith for the prequels or not the prequels for the originals uh and really uh some of the uh the second best movie uh for those of you keeping track for me um uh of the like um uh, of the of the star wars universe um uh, and yeah i mean there's also there's the classic uh i am your father uh re- reveal which obviously was spoiled for me uh, because uh, I was a young person and I existed in the world. Um, but uh, man, got to hand it to all the people in the audience who lost their freaking minds um, at that reveal. Definitely not planned, but still very cool. Uh, Cloud City, just great, uh, great set piece the whole way through. Um, yeah, shoot. I, I don't know what else to say. It's, it's, it's a lot of people's favorites and I completely understand those people who, who like it the most. Yeah, number three from Peter. I mean, just with Empire Strikes Back, I think your opinion is much more popular. Mine is definitely the outlier, but number three, respectable though. Yeah, but I mean, it's still it's still amazing. Um, but number three, I'm also excited because I think we have one last thing that might match up. It's not this one, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed. So number three for me is the Clone Wars TV show. I think what Andy said about Rebels, like the fact that it's a TV show and it has more time to develop and like show you the characters, I think, I mean, that's, that's a huge selling point. And it's really kind of unfair, I think, that we put the TV shows on this list now that I think about it. I was a little um, worried that we weren't going to have anything to agree on. So I'm like, we got to have some stuff that we both like yeah, and that we both I mean, think is very good. I'm amazed at what we agreed on already. I think that was, I, I love learning about that. 
But yeah, yeah, no, the Clone Wars is like brilliant. I mean, there's there's a few things that I dislike about it. Like, I wish we had focused more on like one cast of characters. Like, there's some episodes that are really cool, but like, you know, when Kifesto goes and like finds out General Grievous's lair, like it was cool. But I I wish we had like stayed with Ahsoka and Anakin and really kind of like stuck with those those groups of people. But like, they still did amazing things even with the episodes that didn't follow them. So like, that's not that's not really a complaint, more like an observation as to why I like potentially a different tv show a little bit better but it's amazing i mean this is all the payoff of like the prequels this is where everything gets developed and you get to really appreciate the you know those movies i think andy i mean from talking with you it sounds like you know this helped you with the prequels a little bit but i just loved it i think i mean ahsoka is like one of the best characters in star wars like period which is incredible to think like so many people hated her in the like the original Clone Wars movie. And now she's like in the Mandalorian and people are like losing their minds. It's just amazing. She's getting her own TV show too. Um, she's in Rebels. Like she is, when I think of like what a Jedi is, like I, I think Ahsoka. Which is ironic since, since she's a gray Jedi, uh, but. I know. But I mean, you know, in, in the last season of Clone Wars, um, when they like re- revived it um, and they did the seventh season, there are those two sisters, the Martez sisters, and Ahsoka's like, oh, well, I'm not a Jedi and stuff. And one of the sisters is like, but you're like what they should be. And like, yes, that's, just, that's what I feel. Like, when they're not being dogmatic zealots, yes. Stealing kids, you know, as, as infants and training them. Um, Ahsoka is like what a Jedi should be. And there's so many like amazing, it's like not only do they develop like story ideas from the prequels but they do their own things i love like mortis i think is an amazing mm. um story arc that was really i just cool. rewatched that uh, like a week ago very good it's really interesting i love that it like shows up in rebels too um or at least the idea not the planet but like the idea of like what happened there and like seeing the characters grow and develop like darth maul is like i mean he he was a cool fighter but like now he's an actual character um, yes a shakespearean had- character drama (laughs) i had some initial reservations about him coming back to life at first and now i'm like i i feel silly for that um because they did it like so well and i think there's something so like poetic about like his hate like fueling him and keeping him alive like that's what kind of happens to darth vader a little bit too like he shouldn't have survived falling into lava so it's like darth maul's being being alive is like believable so it has all those amazing things i also love um like silly humor so like the battle droids the b1 battle droids are like some of my favorite characters (laughs) um i love them there's one specific battle droid who dies twice in the earlier seasons um om5 he's a true true trooper uh, a hero of the separatist movement um and i don't even know if it was like purposeful that they had him die twice he was just like on geonosis and they're like om5 where are you and he's like losing power in the sandstorm and they're walking away from him and then he also dies on ryloth i think so i don't know if that was like purposeful on the on the writer's part i don't think it was i hope it wasn't um but like oh feloni works in mysterious ways maybe om5 is like a hero of mine though i i love these battle droids that's and so like, weird and cool i love that I lo- that's that's so weird peter but that is one of my favorite things that i've learned about you <laughs> um, <laughs> um but something that more people probably agree with, like the Siege of Mandalore, when when that mm. came out in season seven, just came back. 
Uh, yes! Just the excitement of like, oh, the show was over and like we thought it was dead and gone and now it's like back and getting... Disney's like, got to be good for something. Yeah, and like getting something as amazing as the Siege of Mandalore was. Um, just Hard. incredible. So the, the show is is brilliant. I love it. It's amazing. Moving on. Um, so number two I think it's my turn Um, potentially think this might be our last overlap maybe because I I have guesses for what your number one is but my number two is the last Jedi movie overlap yes Um, yeah because I figured uh, yeah I I knew what your number one was yeah we can Uh, both gush and do like some slight nitpicks on this at the same time I think because this is also my number two Ah, love this movie I think it's amazing, and I think it's it's also just funny, like, looking at my own list and seeing, like, you know, the sequel trilogy was, like, so hit or miss for me. Like, you know, Rise of Skywalker is the only Star Wars movie, like, I dislike. Force Awakens I struggled with, and I've, I've grown to enjoy it more. And this is, like, my favorite movie. So, like, the trilogy as a whole was so just, like, unbalanced. But I love this movie. I think it built off of The Force Awakens in really interesting ways. The idea of Luke as a legend and like, I mean, one of the, one of the great things about Star Wars is it's not just like everyday people doing things like all these things. There's like a mythology to it. Even when like the people are everyday people, like Ray being a nobody, which is amazing. But like mm, she still feels love that like choice. This, she feels like this myth, like this larger than life character. And I think like the last Jedi like played on the mythology of Star Wars in like really amazing, interesting ways. Like, they were thoughtful, but they were also just incredible and, like, incredibly artistic, too. Like, I love the art and, like, the music. Like, the scene with Luke facing off those walkers is, like, I, I mean, it's 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 amazing. Um, it's incredible. And you feel, like, just how important Luke is to, like, the rest of the galaxy. And you see all the Resistance fighters just, like, you know, they're, they're lifting their heads and, like, looking at him. And they're, like, incredible. Like, they're just amazed. To Losing the their minds. Even, yeah, like, they're supposed to be running and escaping, but they can't. Like, they're stuck in their, you know, they're stuck in place, like, watching this this Jedi, like, go out there and, like, fight for them. What, what, what they think is, you know, him fighting for them, because, like, he's not there at the end of the day. But I love it. I think it just, it does some amazing, incredible things. I love Canto Bite. I, I see where some of the criticisms are with that. And I think it missed... It could have talked about a lot of more interesting things, I think. Like, I'm not sure. Like, talking about corporations and stuff being evil is, like, I think it could have been really interesting. And I think they kind of lost it on the fact that this is more of, like, a gambling, like, casino-type place. Yeah, and I think it also, like, also, corporations are bad is always a very funny message for me. Because it's, like, a movie made by Disney. Um, (laughs) And, like... (laughs) maybe one of the most effective critiques of like corporations and 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 capitalism is the boys made by amazon of all companies um yeah, like so there's always that irony yeah um, but like i i don't think canto bite was like a you know took me out of the mood i still enjoyed it i love like broom boy is one of my favorite characters and just like i love that the movie ends like not on any of the characters that we know but like this boy who's like telling the story of Luke Skywalker to his friends and he like just grabs a broom with with a force and like I've never done that with a force but I've done that with a broom yeah um, 
And I love, like, as you probably can tell at this point, I love the animals and cute fuzzy things. So, like, the porgs are amazing. Mm. The um, the crystal porgs. foxes. Yes. <laughs> um, and the father, the bunny horses. I love them. They're just incredible. And I think the action was amazing. I love Kylo killing Snoke. The space chase, I thought, was, like, tense in a way that... Um, I mean, it, it's very reminiscent of, I think, Empire Strikes Back, that they're in space and, like, Han and Leia are, like, running and it's supposed to be like this really tense thing. And I think like this, this felt more tense for me. So I, yeah, I, I love the space chase. I yes. love the characters. I think Rose is amazing. I love the idea of like, you know, fighting for what you love rather than fighting against what you hate. I know people like laugh at that and make fun of it, but I think that's, that's what oh, this that's whole great. series is about. Yeah. Uh, people are, people have silly opinions about rises. And I think that, I talked to one person who I just said rises. Um, uh, uh, Last Jedi. I talked to one person uh, during quarantine um, who was just like really hated it because uh, she was very attached to the character of Luke um, and felt that the the movie did real violence toward his character. Um, and I disagreed with that um, uh, with uh, because it's like. Uh, you know, his sort of like, I'm about to, to murder Ben Solo um, moment uh, seems very outlandish um, and very, very far from the character of Luke, even for a moment for a lot of people. And while I can understand that, and a lot of people got attached to, you know, uh, original trilogy Luke. Um, but here's, here's, my, here, here's, here's my twist to that is, A, Luke is now three times the age he was, uh, or like, or twice the age, uh, I, think, I think he's like 60, uh, or like, or mid-50s or something. Like, he has lived so much life since then, A. So this character has, like, had just a whole breadth of experience become embittered um, and to, to deal with disappointments and have eventually baby Grogu leave him cruelly so he can go hang out with the Mandalorian um, uh, and uh, maybe to watch Ahsoka die. We don't know. Um, uh, like, he, he's, he's lived a whole life um, and he is, like, and I feel like it, there was such pressure on his shoulders to bring back the Jedi um, and I think that he was in a bad place and also like, and it really brings home to me also one of my favorite sort of storytelling tropes of sequels is like, we get, we get the feeling at the end of certain stories, like, oh, they're in a good place now. They're the ultimate version of themselves. This is the best Luke they can be at the end of Returns. Not the case. Luke has learned a lesson from the original trilogy and not, and he is not now ultimate wise Jedi guy. He is still learning at the uh, years and years later, uh, still, still de learning, developing, growing as a person. And I love that. I think that's, I think that's, that's great. Um, and one of the, uh, so I, I, I say nay to that challenge. Um, I, I do have uh, one quibble which i often bring up um and it's really a small thing but the way that luke dies is not my favorite um and here's the reason why he dies from overexerting himself from using the force for projecting his image from across the galaxy they have holograms uh which do exactly that and obviously this is not a hologram but he dies doing something that they have technology for uh he, he dies in in a, in a way and like the force obviously does it better than a hologram because it's not blue but like <laughs> it feels like it it feels like if they were going to have him do some great force of will and effort that ultimately you know 
stopped his heart, made him have a heart attack or something. It should have been something a little bit, not even more spectacular, but that uh, a little bit less weird and a little bit more, I don't know, more monument, not monumental, but like more meaningful, maybe. I felt like the projecting itself, a little bit cheap. Uh, I would have preferred that he uh, he do the thing that Ray actually does in the um, in the Last Jedi, where he like teleports a, a, a lightsaber across the galaxy or something. Moving like physical matter feels more more uh, impactful than just like projecting your image. I don't know. That's a dumb um, thing, but it, it like that scene always makes me sort of like uh, a little bit um, because I feel like it could have been so much better. But obviously, the things that Peter said, having Ray be nobody, brilliant, loved that. One of the worst things that uh, Last Jedi did was be like, oh, no, actually, you're a Palpatine. And like, Rise of Skywalker, yeah. Rise, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> uh, all of the uh, Rise's, like, um, uh, Rise's, like, is just like, oh, all of the interesting subversions that were built into Last Jedi, we're just going to just take them all, crumple them up into a ball, and throw them in the garbage. Uh, uh, because uh, Last Jedi has, like, again, like, and is interrogating the Jedi in a way that Clone Wars eventually does, and, you know, y'all can figure out where Clone Wars is on my list uh, based off the fact that I haven't said it yet. Um, but uh, there's, like, a... Uh, yeah, so, shoot, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm here for Lonely Embittered Luke. I'm sorry that Mark Hamill wasn't, um, but even if, he, even if he didn't enjoy himself in that role and he wanted Luke to be a hero, uh, man, did he kill it. Like, uh, original uh, Mark Hamill, like, early on as Luke, not the best acting I've ever seen. Um, I love you, Mark. Uh, you were great as the Joker. Um, you are great at voicing the Joker. Um, but, like, man, had he matured as an actor, he killed it as lo- lonely, depressed Luke, even if he was not enjoying himself. Um, yeah, shoot. Uh, this is, and there's that, and it has... Uh, like a top three fight for me, Ray and Kylo against uh, all those uh, those uh, Imperial guards against Snoke's guards. Really cool. Um, yeah, there, there's. Uh, uh, it's it's yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. For for all y'all out there who hate uh, Last Jedi, I'm sorry that you cannot feel the joy that Peter and I have in our hearts uh, for the, for this movie. Um, uh, if you enjoyed. Uh, Rise of Skywalker and think that we are um, part of the deep state or something, uh, you know, uh, I, I understand you. Um, and uh, I think that you're incorrect. But, you know, if you see me in real life, you have my permission to try and kick my ass. Uh. Yeah, I mean, just to defend Rise of Skywalker, like, because it's, it's my younger brother's favorite movie, or one of his favorite movies. Um, and he just loves the action of it. And like, I will give it it is like a really like, cool like fast-paced like actiony type of movie and like there's yeah i don't want to trash on it too much there are some like really good elements of it but i do love the fact that like two of the most polarizing movies in the star wars franchise are two of the ones that overlapped (laughs) for us (laughs) i think that was incredible i knew about um your dislike of rise of skywalker i had no idea you liked last jedi i thought you'd like despised it no, no, no! I'm into it. I'm, I'm really into it. I love it. I think I saw it and liked it, and was like, "Well, I liked it, so Andy can't." <laughs> but yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But moving on to number one, uh, what is your number one, Andy? 
Uh, I don't know, Peter. What was your? Was it? Was it possibly Rebels? <laughs> um, yeah. So for me, uh, it was Clone Wars, um, uh, and I do love. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I mean, what can I say about it? Like, again, it has that TV advantage of, like, you know, gets to do the setup and payoff. Um, I never once, for a single moment in the prequels, liked Anakin Skywalker or thought that he was a compelling character. He is, at best, mildly palatable as young Anakin. Um, but uh, in the Clone Wars, uh, he can still be a jerk, but, uh, like, his relationship with Padme is believable. His love for Ahsoka is honestly touching. His journey to the dark side is great. Uh, again, a little bit of problem with the first season. There are one or two arcs that I would skip. Uh, a few a few Jar Jar episodes here and there that I just didn't even watch. Um, and I don't like some of the, uh, like a few of the like, oh, C-3PO stuff uh, episodes. Those, those aren't my favorite. Um, but honestly, like, man, I, nothing can compare, like, like Peter said, to the uh, Siege of Mandalore and that last fight with Ahsoka and Maul. I talked earlier about how uh, my favorite live action fight is Duel of the Fates. That's my favorite animated fight. All other fights need not apply from the Star Wars, from the Star Wars universe. So good. Um, and Maul is like trying to tell her something uh, and she's just like, mm, I don't want to team up with you actually because you seem evil to me. Um, but uh, you seem pretty cool though. Uh, and uh, yeah, they were just, uh, love that, love the final season. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, and, but I think that one of the coolest things from Clone Wars is that season one, like episode three or episode five or something, they introduce you to five rookies, five rookie clones. Um, uh, you know, fives, Echo, um, uh, and droid have cut up. Yeah, and like the and they they introduce you to them, and then just slowly kill them off over the course of the series, and only one of them makes that alive. Only one of them makes it alive for a kids show, and, and it's even like that one has a death scene, <laughs> right? Like they like oh my god, the, like uh, the 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 episode where five uh, dies and he's figuring out about the clones almost brought me to tears. I was like, I I was all over that. I was like. Oh my god like how have i come to learn that love this clone trooper who are basically nothings in they in the prequels um and it like it brings me in on the politics aspects of it love padme's uh episodes in the senate where she's like trying to help a clearly ailing dying republic wouldn't know anything about that uh in real life uh unrealistic zero out of ten um uh but the uh like yeah shoot i don't know like uh, eventually, in the in the later seasons, I'm like, yes, 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 at every episode, and in the and in the final season, when the clone troopers show up and they've all got o orange paint on all their helmets uh, to represent Ahsoka, and I'm sobbing inside because of the dramatic irony, and you know they're all about to betray her and try and shoot her and stuff, but it's also such a sweet moment because it shows you the impact this character has had. We start off being mildly annoyed by Ahsoka, end up loving her best new character in this in this the show has had so far we've got your malls we've got a more interesting count dooku we've got your cad banes we have got it all this show man this show one of my favorite things i did during quarantine was binge this show made uh, made subscribing to disney plus 1000% worth it for me um i got it for the mandalorian stayed for the clone wars uh like Man, I also I like uh, uh, I would like to give honorable mentions here uh, at this point uh, to the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian. 
if they had been included in the list, uh, Man- The Mandalorian uh, would have been top four, maybe, uh, for me, because I really love The Mandalorian, uh, and it's one of the and it's the best character study that they've done with like a single character over the in, the enti- in all of Star Wars, and it's because they kill Grogu. Um, uh, and Bad Batch would have been sort of mid rankings for me. I like I like Bad Batch a lot, and they really brought it home at the end uh, with some refer parts earlier in the show. Uh, the Return to Kamino. Really killed it for me. Loved that. Loved that arc. Um, and their their battle with Crosshair, very good. Um, but yeah, so for me, man, it does not get better in Star Wars. It's funny to me because slowly the things I love about Star Wars are becoming the side the the side uh, shows. Anything Dave Filoni gets his hands on um, uh, has has become the the Star Wars that, get, that makes me most excited. Um, as, as I said earlier, I'm not terribly i don't terribly know where they're going with obi-wan i want to see more ewan mcgregor as obi-wan i want him to still be alive somehow in the future even though that's not possible uh uh he's the first one to die in the series um besides uncle owen uh, i guess uh not peru um but uh the first one to die on screen so yes that is that is my the the zenith of star wars for me uh is is the clone wars what's yours peter what what could it be (laughs) Yeah, so for me, it's Rebels. I wish I could have put Mandalorian and Bad Batch on the list. I have, like, I know everything that happens. I've seen clips, but I haven't, like, sat down and watched, like, a full episode. So I felt bad, like, potentially putting that on the list. But, no, Rebels is, like, my favorite. Again, like, the TV show Advantage. Um, I love, I think I love these characters more than I like the Clone Wars ones. And I like that we get to spend more time with them. Like, almost every episode is just about them. Like, Kanan is incredible. Like, he's one of my favorite Jedis. I cosplayed as him, like, a few years ago. He's just... He's incredible. Sabine is, like, one of the most compelling characters in Star Wars. The whole, like, ghost family, even Zeb has his moments um, where he's just incredible. Like, into the star cluster where he, when he goes and, like, finds the Lasat people and realizes he's mm. not the only one left, like, that has some of the best music, the best visuals, like the best just like character development. I, you know, and all the characters get that. Like Hera's a, an amazing character. Ezra becomes an amazing character. I agree with that. <laughs> um, I just love them all. And I think they have like some of the the highs of Star Wars for me. Like the world between worlds was incredible. Um, Twilight Very of the good Apprentice. episode. Yep, 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 yep. That's like the season two finale. I think that's just like one of the best Star Wars things ever. And you see like, you know, Maul fighting the Inquisitors. Um, I think he could have been a little bit more effective against the Inquisitors. Um, But that's a minor complaint. He still, you know, he he still kills them all, basically. Um, He just could have done it better. But (laughs) like Ahsoka and Darth Vader fighting, like that was incredible. Kanan's like death scene in the, at the end of season four and like the impact that it has and like the fact that we have the whole episode just to, like grieve Kanan was incredible. Um, Callus leaving the Empire. I didn't realize how much I would go, like come to love Callus. Maul's death like you talked about. I even wrote a whole essay that I don't know if that episode will have been released yet, but I have an episode about Darth Maul and his death scene. <laughs> um, love that. Love that. It's, it's, it's just incredible. Sabine training with the dark Darksaber. Like, there's so many amazing things. And in addition to, like, those incredible, like, visual and character stuff, I love the animals. <laughs> like, there's space whales. Um, space I know whales. The, I know the name are, they're Purgles, but 
they're space whales. They're space um, whales. <laughs> so I think that was incredible. Like the space cats, the space wolves. Um, they even have the space pigs. I know they all have names. I know all their names. Puffer pigs, loth cats, and lothals. They're, they're space animals. Um, and just like they're incredible. I had another thought. I forget. Oh, like at, um, Grand Admiral Thrawn, like bringing him into it was amazing. Yes. I can't believe I forgot Thrawn. Oh, Thrawn was so good. Yeah. I mean, and one of his best moments wasn't even necessarily in the show. It was in the trailer when he was like introduced. I just remember like, I've never gone to Star Wars Celebration, but I remember like watching, like I'll watch some of the the video from the Star Wars Celebrations, like where they announce things and stuff. And just like seeing the trailer play and like you hear the room just like go wild and you can't even hear the trailer anymore. Like Thrawn's talking and it doesn't matter because they're just like, everyone's screaming like Thrawn's back um which which is you know it was just incredible and I think he had like so many amazing scenes I don't like him in the books too much in like the legends or the new canon books um never read him so can't compare okay but um I I love him in the tv show I think it's good so many fun things Hondo Onaka I also want to mention because he's like one of the best people and I recently just watched some of his clips too and I love like I mean he's amazing I love his character development from like a you know a pirate to like someone who's reasonably an okay person Uh, such a weird like that's one of the weirdest transitions I don't hate it but like him going from like being pretty cutthroat in the originals like in the or sorry in the Clone Wars series like you know having some comical aspects but being a villain uh to being sort of like this like very cartoonish sort of just like hey i'm a bad guy but am i kind of a good guy sometimes like love that ezra kid i mean i think i think that's probably all obi-wan's doing i think obi-wan grew on him and like that's even in the in the rebel show too like when ezra reveals himself to be a jedi like to save hondo Hondo's like, why didn't you tell me you were Jedi? Like, I'm a huge Jedi sympathizer. One of my best friends was a Jedi. <laughs> At least I, I thought we were friends. friends. <laughs> yes, I remember that scene. That was so funny. So, like, he's he's just incredible. And, like, it, it is incredible to see his growth, too. To the, to the point where, like, in the final episode, he's, like, you know, Hera's trying to recruit everyone. And he's, like, you know, she's, like, oh, Ezra, like, needs all of you. And Hondo's just, like, you know, for that boy, like, there's nothing I wouldn't do. Um... So he really grows, and he's still hysterical all throughout it, though. Um, His weird, chaotic son. Uh. Yeah, he's he's just a crazy uncle. Um, it's so great, and like Ezra will like lie to him, and he's like, he introduced himself as Lando, and Hondo found out. He's like, you were lying to me. He's like, I knew I liked you. Uh, yeah that was that was was great some his his comedic moments are great it doesn't entirely fit with his character sometimes in the original from the uh clone wars but i'm into it you know he's grown as a person i guess years later so yeah (laughs) i guess he he got goofier instead of more uh uh but yeah he lost everything so like what's the point of being cutthroat when you don't have your like pirate empire anymore (laughs) you gotta find something to do in life But yeah, I mean, he's not the most important part of the the show, but like he's he's incredible, and I just wanted. To I'm just trying him. to imagine Darth Maul squaring off against him as he is in, in Rebels, because he fights Darth Maul in the in Clone Wars. Um, yeah, and, you know, Maul is definitely better, but like I'm trying to imagine um, the the two of them. Maul would be like, I can't I can't take you seriously. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cut you, behead you like I did the Black Sun once. Like, yeah, bye. 
Well, and they totally could have done it too, because like both Maul and Hondo were like, you know, pretending to like be the master, like Ezra's master. So like Hondo was like trying to train him and like Maul kept trying to train him too. So they, yeah. they you know, they could have believably had like a confrontation between the two of them. Like, no, like Ezra's my apprentice. Like, no, he's my pirate. <laughs> that would have been really good. But it probably would have been too much, but I also would have enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to react to you. You, you don't really... You, your, your whole deal doesn't really fit with mine, but okay. <laughs> they could have been, uh, you know, co-parents. It could have been... It could have worked. But... <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's our list. So... Let the music play us off. Or more appropriately, Oh, I wish we could do Star Wars music. Yeah, I mean, we would get immediately thrown off the web. Disney's lawyers would find us and slit our throats at night. But yeah, no, thank you for sharing your list with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good time. It was very long, but I enjoyed every minute of it. This was long. This was almost two hours, but I enjoyed it. I love the parts where we overlapped that were surprising. We got like yeah. three and a half, which was yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one of them was a prequel, which is amazing. So <laughs> it, dreams do come true. They do. Thank you, Andy. All right, great seeing you again, Peter. You too. It's just me, Andy on air alone. It's me. I'm just sitting here saying, doing songs, being on air. Podcasts are cool.